All right. Hello and welcome just to family. This is giving you something to talk about or just a live TV as I like to call it. I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler. I'm an identity coach, spiritual teacher, business mentor, creator and founder of just a live TV and the Women Supporting Women Can Network. Today we are coming to you live to talk about busting through the excuses, um, which is going to be, it sounds controversial. It might be, might not be. You'll have to watch to find out. Uh, like and follow, click the links. Um, comment along, get involved in the conversation, whatever you feel like doing, join our newsletter at justlivetv.com. And let's get started. So today uh, is sponsored by Phoenix Identity. If you're feeling stressed out, if you're feeling stuck, if you feel like you just can't figure out which way you need to go, go and check them out. Clarity Sessions, $97 using Clarity One. Go and check that out, link in the description. All right, I'm going to hand it over to my guest speaker today, Danita Young, to introduce yourself. Danita, would you like to? Yeah, hey, what's up, everyone? Uh, excited to be here and uh, talk about the topic of excuses. I love, love, love this one. And, and when you mentioned, hey, let's have this topic, I got excited to be here. So yeah, ultimately, uh, my name is Danita Young. I'm the owner and co-founder of a, a famous fitness brand called Booty Bands and Barbells. If you haven't heard of it, now you do. It's uh, obviously exactly what I said, booty bands and barbells. I'd say a for resistance for women as we help women hack their metabolism over the age of 30 so they can start really shredding fat instead of holding on fat because it all is really based on your metabolism. Um, so I'm, I'm really passionate when I do, I'm a certified personal trainer and national qualified bikini competitor. I work with women online specifically to help them really reach their goals. I do this one-on-one. -on -one, so we give personalized programs to these women and allows them to work at home in the comfort of their own home, because we combine, we have a complete home gym where it involves bands, booty bands, uh, weights, dumbbells, protein powders, you name it. We've got the whole scope to really help you get your best. So the whole kit and caboodle. Everything. All right. I love it. So today, just so everybody knows, we're not going to be focusing just on weight loss. We're going to be focusing on excuses in every aspect of your life because excuses are dream killers. Excuses are definitely dream killers. So we're going to get, get start getting into that now. So what do you think? I don't know. Let's start. What do you think the biggest excuse is or what's what's your most hated? Ex what what excuse can't you stand? There are going to be a total of two that really comes to my mind first off, and that would be time and energy. Those are always going to be the main I mostly hear about. Um, I wouldn't say that any excuses really bother me. I would just say that I love these ones because it allows me to share how I was able to conquer these excuses and then share with those that are listening how you can overcome them. Because I look at excuses as fear, that if we run away from fear, it gets bigger. If we run towards fear, it gets smaller. Same as excuses. When we go towards it and we challenge them, we realize they do get a lot smaller. Yep, absolutely. I love excuses in a, in a, in a learning sense as well, right? Because excuses are really just, you're right, a fear. Excuses are, and I don't, for me, I was thinking about it today while I was prepping for the show. I was thinking about, I'm like, what do I feel about excuses? What, what are, what are my, what are my top excuses and not necessarily to uh, make me angry. I get frustrated with them because it's like, I know better, right? I, I know better that those excuses are just that excuses. And for me, I think of all the excuses that I've given, right? Um, let's say today. So yesterday was my birthday. Um, so whenever you're watching this, uh, it may or may not have been my birthday yesterday, but yesterday while recording live, yesterday was my birthday. And I had people messaging me happy birthday on Facebook, people that I've never met. I don't know, which is great. I'm totally thankful and grateful that, you know, so many people wished me a uh, happy birthday, but then I'm getting messages and it's like, oh, for people whose birthday it is, I can send them this or I offer this. And I'm like, like I'm getting promoted on my birthday, right. Or like sold to because it's my birthday. And I'm like, yeah, right. And nothing against those people. Absolutely. If you feel that's okay, you feel that's okay. Um, just to highlight, I won't work with anybody who cold DMs me to sell to me. Won't, will not do it. It's not something I do. Um, but then I, so I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, what do I tell this person? Like, how, how do I say thank you, but no, thank you at the same time. And normally I'll do that. Normally it's just, you know what? No, um, I'll say no, thank you. Or I'll say no, but I found myself coming up with excuses and not excuses that weren't valid because excuses can absolutely be valid in your head. Right. But I was like, well, I'm taking holidays and 
um, which is fine. I absolutely am taking holidays. There's no episodes of the show for next week. So I'm taking holidays. But at the same time, we should be able to just say no. There's nothing wrong with being able to say no, right? But when you use an excuse, that's when it becomes a little bit iffy. The excuse is something you're using to get out of something you either really don't want to do, you're scared to do, or you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. So excuses aren't horrible, but let's, let's understand what they actually are. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, for me, uh, an excuse, as I look at it as fear, and if we go towards it, let's, let's just even break one down together. So let's say, let's say uh, for my world, it's workouts. And so it's interesting. Okay. You got the cold DMs for me. My mind really goes workout. So I got a lot of people there go, okay, I don't have time to do a workout. Well, then if they say that, then obviously they'll just get put for tomorrow and tomorrow turns to tomorrow and tomorrow's tomorrow and it repeats itself. Right. So ultimately what I do is if we run away from it, it constantly is staying tomorrow. It's constantly getting bigger. But if we actually look at the excuse and go towards it and ask ourselves, okay, if I don't have time, what would be the question that I could really ask this question? What would, what would be go towards it? And the answer is, what do you not have time for? And this is what I did with myself. And I'm just sharing with how it, how it was, I was able to overcome mine was when I asked myself, okay, I don't have time for an hour long workout because technically it turns into two hours because of the driving, because of the having to shower again, et cetera, et cetera. Then I said, okay, well then what do you have time for? I could probably do 15, 20 minutes. Oh shit. (laughs) Wait a minute. So you're telling me that time actually is no longer excuse when I can actually just ask myself, how much time do I have time for? And we all have time for a 15 minute workout. Then uh, we would ask ourselves, well, is 15 minutes really effective? And here's my combat to that because I have a 15 minute program. Uh, so it's, if you're consistent with 15 minutes, consistency is what creates the results. So it doesn't matter how long you do it. It's just as long as you're consistent with something. Yeah. So I'm very consistent with my 15 minute workouts and I have a great transformation and I can lead a lot of members into that transformation. So that gives an idea as far as where my head goes with excuses. My head with excuses 90% of the time, um, other than today, cause I had that experience in my head, um, is mothers is working women are women entrepreneurs um i have you know women in relationships i see the excuses of time time for me is probably the biggest one i don't have time for myself i don't have time to date my partner i don't have time for my kids i don't have enough time in the day i don't have enough time to do this that I, I, as soon as you said that one, I was like, yep. Okay. That's, that's absolutely perfect because it does make sense for me. Right. Where it's okay. You know, you, you say that you don't have time, but what's stopping you from making that time. Right. Is it doing the laundry? Well, can the laundry wait an extra half an hour? Um, is it, we have time throughout the day. We just don't prioritize that time. We don't manage that time enough where we say, okay, uh, no matter what I'm doing today, at least as long as I get three things done today, I'm good, right? Whether you're a stay-at-home mom and trust me, I have four children, um, three that I've raised in my own home, one's a a bonus, Um, but I have four children, (laughs) a ton of animals, a husband and six businesses, right? So it's like, Where's my time? And time management is very important. So I make sure every day, and I've made it a habit every day to make time for myself, right? Whether that's 15, 20 minutes, half an hour to read or to go for a walk or whatever it is that I enjoy doing for that 15 minutes, right? It's making the time. I could have said today, my eight-year-old has been crying for weeks that um, she's not getting one-on-one time with us. My older daughter is now getting her nails done. So we go get our nails together and it's, you know, mine and my older daughter's time where my younger daughter's feeling a little bit left out. So I said, okay, I'm going to take off all my appointments today other than the show (laughs) and I'm going to take you to the mall for the day. And that's exactly what we did. We probably left at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And we went to the mall for, for a couple hours, which is literally five minutes from my house. So why not? But 
it's, I made that time and my business didn't just, my businesses didn't get destroyed for that. My house didn't get destroyed for that. I made the time and not everything went to shit because I made that time Pardon my language, but it didn't do that. Um, so yeah. But yeah, what we'll find is if we actually really do give ourselves, like what if the universe dropped another hour, two hours, three hours, whatever in our day, what we'll find is we still have what's called time wasters. So that social media scrolling or that extra television watching, like, I mean, it ultimately comes down to, yes, you have enough time in your day. You really do. We just have to really check in with what are our time wasters? Where are we spending too much of our time? And how can we really start to simplify the things that we want to get done so that it is, like you said, more organized, allow yourself to fit in that schedule. And I think that kind of goes back to that organization, right? When we're organized, we write things down, we have a schedule, we kind of create what are the top things we really want to accomplish through the day. That's, that's really going to be the, that key is that organization. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we have a comment. I have an eight week old. I started walking 30 minutes a day with him to get some activity in. Absolutely. That's a great example, right? Um, even, you know, if it's, I don't know where you live or what the weather's like, but you know, it is summer here, but eventually it's going to be winter, even walking around your house, right? Going up and down the stairs, you know, whatever that looks like going to a mall. We have mall walkers every, <laughs> everywhere here. Um, in the winter, you go to the mall, you walk around, or there's, you know, sport plexes where you can go and, and walk around. There's lots of things we could do. Um, it's just finding what works for us. So you said about traveling, right? And it was an hour there or half an hour there, workout for an hour, half an hour back, plus all the cleanup in between, because obviously you're not going to go to the gym, work up a sweat and, <laughs> and not take care of that sweat. Um, so it's, what do you enjoy, right? It doesn't, anything. Uh, people talk about meditation. So I'm a spiritual teacher. A lot of people, well, I don't have time to meditate during the day. Meditation is whatever you want it to be. It's whatever relaxes your body and relaxes your emotions. It could be a 15 second breathing technique, which who doesn't have 15 seconds to go it's as simple as that. So it's really nice to be able to look and check in with yourself, like you were saying and say, okay, I don't have the time right now, where could I place that time? And does it have to look like what Danita says or what Melissa says, or it doesn't need to be what I say? And I think that's what people are missing is whatever we choose to do or whatever we're interested in, we have to decide, okay, how much time do I want to put on this? What do I feel comfortable with? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's not one way to reach a goal. There's not one way to be successful in business. There's not one way to lose weight. Right. And so what we want to do is find out what ways work for us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, next one, uh, next excuse I would think is probably like energy or just tired in general. That's usually something I hear a lot. And um, that one's a good one. This is, this is something that I was able to obviously go towards. And so I'll, I'll give my example of how I was able to go through this. And I it's just, as I'm saying, I want you just to kind of in your mind, think about the excuses that you've said. These are excuses that I used to say. And now I no longer have them bigger than me, but now I'm bigger than my excuses. And it's because I did this little going towards them uh, type of exercise. And so I'll just show you the exact same kind of going towards exercise for energy and, and uh, tiredness. Um, I remember I used to say, I just don't have energy. I'm really tired. And then obviously it gets put into tomorrow and tomorrow's tomorrow and tomorrow's tomorrow, right? That whole same thing. So what I do now is um, I go, okay, well, let's go ahead and just go sit on the couch and actually see if I get energy. And that's what we all do is we're like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm just going to go sit on the couch thinking that we're going to get energy. No, no, no. If anything, we actually get more tired by resting, by sitting on a couch and being more lethargic. What happens is our circulation within our body, our oxygen levels are not circulating. So of course we get more tired. So what I found is I'm like, all right, I'm going to test the other theory. I'm going to go work out. And so what I've actually found is in within two minutes of a workout is when your blood levels, your oxygen levels, and your heart and lungs start to now open up energy, right? So that is truly, if you go onto a deeper level, as far as cellular level, really what's going on within the body to give you that natural endorphins. And I found it's two minutes. So now when I tell myself I'm tired, oh, I don't have energy. I just go two minutes. Two minutes is all it takes in some sort of exercise, whether that is swimming, biking, walking, playing with your children. I mean, whatever you want to do, like right stars are unlimited as far as type of exercise, but that is how I went towards it was able to break that excuse. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. 
No, nothing comes to mind to me for right now because <laughs> I was focusing on the tiredness. Um, I get tired and I have a lack of energy. Um, a lot of that has to do with headspace. A lot of that has to do with, you know, I've been um, a lack of mobility for a few years now where I'm just not as active. I'm just not as, you know, I go up and down my stairs all the time and, you know, I am active around the home, but not in a sense of going out, not in, you know, so I do get tired. Of course, I'm an oddball. I'm allergic to heat, which means I go anaphylactic shock if I work out, <laughs> which is really irritating, <laughs> um, which swimming helps for that. So it's always a, a plus when I can go swimming, but excuses is a funny one. Um, I heard, who was it? Um, I think it was Candace Cameron beer beer um so from full house she did a tiktok i think it was a tiktok or instagram uh a few months ago um where she had done an interview and one of the things that her family says is excuses is for losers and i was like oh oh like that just that hurt right as soon as i heard that i was like oh that hurts um what do you think of that comment like that's I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that comment. I think that excuses are just a place of fear and just, you know, doesn't mean you're a loser. It doesn't mean you're not capable. I think it's just, you're not seeing a different path. Yeah. I, I think when we start labeling things is where we start to find ourselves compartmentalizing ourselves and then putting ourselves into buckets. Right. So when, when we go to try to reach our goals, but you were using negativity or self-criticism or, or labels that are put downs. I don't think that you're going to be your strongest, best self by doing that to yourself on a daily basis. Why? Because I truly believe that your body follows your mindset and all of your actions, as far as what you do also follows your mindset. So my first step on anything that I do is you got to make sure that your mindset is strong. So starting off by calling yourself a loser every day, is not going to excite you to go and do those things you're supposed to do. Let's just put it that way. I, I truly do not believe that it's long-term success when you're yelling at someone to try to get something done. I do. I'm in more of a positive reinforcement type of coach. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Uh, and for anybody who does go and search that interview. Now, if I have the wording wrong, I apologize. That's how I remember it. So if it's not exactly that way, don't come at me because I don't remember fully, but um, I believe that's what it was. Um, I, positive mindset. Yeah. Like there are things that I'm not great at. Like I'm overweight. I'm over 200 pounds, right? I'm, I have a lack of mobility and a lack of energy and a lack of, you know, motivation half the time. And um, I know that about myself, but I don't let it, I don't say, you know, I'm a loser. I'm, I can't do this. or I can't do that. It's, Hey, you know, maybe I, I'm going to start small and I'm going to get better. Right. And I think for anybody watching or anybody catching the replay, if there's something that you're not good at, or if there's something that you struggle with, it's okay. It's okay to not be good at things. I draw stick figures. I think the only thing that I can draw nicely is flowers. That's like my only artistic ability is to draw like old school flowers where it's just like the little bubbles, right? That's the only thing I can draw, but I'm okay with that. It doesn't mean that I'm, that I'm horrible at it. It doesn't mean that I'm a loser, anything else. It just means that's not my strong suit. Could I get better at it if I went and took classes or if I went and did that? Absolutely, I could but I don't want to, because that's not where my passion lies. Right. So absolutely building, building that courage. If you are like me, overweight and lack of motivation, don't beat yourself up about it. Acknowledge it and say, Hey, you know, like I'm lazy. I'm unmotivated. I, you know, and those aren't negative things. Those are just the way we are at that moment. And it's like, how can I improve that? What can I do for two, five, 10 minutes a day to bring a little bit more activity, have a dance party. I love dancing. 
I love blaring music, dancing and singing. My kids, I will dance, I'll put music on while I'm cooking dinner and I will dance. My kids are like, mom, you're so cringy. And I'm like, too bad, leave my kitchen then. <laughs> and I'm just like, I embarrass the crap out of them. And there's nobody around, but they're totally embarrassed because I'm not a great dancer or singer, um, but I love it. And it's something I find I'm, I, I enjoy doing, whether I'm great at it or not, I enjoy doing it. And that's activity, that's motivation, right? Having a dance party with your kids. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and, it, and it goes back down to, you know, if you don't have motivation, it's because it's somewhere along the lines you weren't really seeing that your effort was creating results. And so that's when we really lose motivation is, I mean, what programs have you tried in the past where it just seems like you're just working, working, working and all this effort and then just nothing is coming out of it. And so that's really where the shift needs to be. It's, it's kind of the same way. Like if you've joined a fitness program, you have to ask yourself, well, did you marry the first boyfriend you had in middle school? We're supposed to evolve out of programs. We're supposed to evolve out of people. And so um, I think what happens is we, we identify ourselves as failure when we had a program that didn't work for us. But do you identify yourself as a failure that you didn't marry your first middle school boyfriend? The answer is no, right? Like we go, oh, that's in reality, we go, nope, like we're supposed to evolve, move on and find our person. Same thing, like we're supposed to evolve, move on, find our program. Um, so I think when we, and I like how you said, you know, if I'm 200 pounds, I'm this, that, and the other, it's like, well, what can I do? Because ultimately it's not about losing weight. You have to ask yourself, what's your deeper why? Why do you want movement? And so that's called the why ladder that I usually do with people is I go, okay, you're 200 pounds. What do you want? Okay. You want to lose the excess weight. All right. So why? And let me ask you, let's go down the why ladder. Yeah, just absolutely. For sure. So I have a couple reasons why I, I'd like to lose to the weight. Um, I have, I'm not ready to, because uh, obviously there are things that I have to do that I know that I have to do to lose it because I've lost it before. <laughs> um, my whys are one, I want to feel better. I want to feel, I love myself unconditionally. Do I like the way that my stomach looks? No. Do I like my double chin? No, but I still love myself. I don't have to like everything about myself, but I love myself. I wanted to start off with that. But my whys are because, yeah, with a flatter stomach, not even, not even a flat stomach, with a flatter stomach, or maybe not so much of a hamburger stomach, <laughs> I'd, I'd feel better about my weight. Um, second reason, second why is because I want to be healthier. I want to feel healthier, right? Um, I want to be able to go on a bike ride without hyperventilating because I'm so out of shape. Um, so getting into shape and, you know, feeling better about the way my body looks. Yeah, ultimately. Okay. And then why do you want to feel better and why do you want to feel healthier? Feel healthier because I'm getting older. Um, I'm turned 39 yesterday and, you know, the, the longer that I wait to get my body under control for me, the harder it's going to be. And I don't want to be overweight in my 50s, 60s, 70s and trying to lose it. I don't want the overwhelm and the struggle of that, of that situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so what's happened is when we've lost weight in the past, we've created an identification of what it needs to be. So we create that it was hard to get there. And so in order for me to do that again, it's, I'm going to have to do all these tasks. And so that's where it creates this this I'm here, that's there, and there's a space in between that I don't want to sit and do. <laughs> and so, so yeah. For me, it's actually the opposite. So when I lost the weight the first time, it was not healthy. Um, that's why I said I don't want to do that again. I do know that I need to cut out my Pepsi. I drink Pepsi constantly all the time. That's not helping me. Um, so I need to drink more water. Um, I need to moderate how much I eat rather than what I eat. And I need to be more physically active. And I know those will help me. They're healthy ways to do it. I know that they work for me. I just haven't put in the effort to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then you'd have to, okay. So then you get, there you go. So uh, let's go back to, we had time, energy. Now your, now your thing is effort, right? So, so the, the thing that comes up as far as an excuse is effort. So then you have to just go towards it. 
So then you would ask yourself, why, why am I not putting in the effort? If I don't want to be 50 years old with this weight, why am I not putting the effort now? So that, cause I know it's going to get harder. I know I'm 39 years old. My metabolism slowing down. Clearly it's getting harder. So why am I not putting that effort in now? And that's something that you would want to look into and ask yourself. But I'd rather be lazy. What? I'd rather relax. That's it's, you know, I'd rather sit and read a book. I'd rather, um, I don't even know. I just like, I think about it and it's not that I don't think about it. Um, I do think about it. And then it's just like, I don't want to do it right now. And then I okay. So, so humans work really well off of pain versus pleasure. So if, if the pain of drinking your Pepsi and relaxing is more pleasurable than losing the weight when we're older, then you're right. We will always choose a more pleasurable amount. So we end up having, we have to, in our mind, flip the, the pleasurable. So the first thing I'm hearing is when you said I have to cut out Pepsi completely, no wonder why somebody doesn't want to do that. If you enjoy Pepsi and you know that you have to cut it out completely, then your, your mind is going to these levels of extremes. And so you're like, well, in order for me to get there, I've got to these extremes and I don't want to go to those extremes. I'm happy where I'm at. And so I think that could be a big indication why a lot of people can get held up on taking these small steps forward is because they think that it has to be either an all in or an all out type of thing. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now I, and I've done it before I've cut it out before that was a few years ago and I cut it out and I didn't drink pop for two full years. Um, Mm -hmm. So I do know that I'm capable of it. Um, But again, it's, you know, my want, do I want to do that or, you know, and yeah, so I I do know which ways to go. And I do know that I can do it differently. Like if I wanted to continue with the pop, all I would have to do is go zero sugar or diet or anything along those lines to still be able to have it without the added sugar content. Yeah. So again, again, that's extreme way of thinking of I'm, I'm all out until I'm all in. And when I'm all in, then it's zero sugar. So in reality, these are, these are things that the weight loss industry has taught us about these extreme ways of thinking, because then we go all in, we lose the weight. And then when we want to go back to our normal lifestyle, we gain the weight back. And that's called the yo-yo trend, which um, I think that weight loss, uh, typical trends that are coming out every six months, we have keto, then we have intermittent fasting, and then we have whatever extreme next to the next. And it just has created a belief system of I'm either going to go all into a diet, which I think is the worst thing we're ever going to ever going to say, because we should never be on a diet. So I, I preach food freedom. When can we allow ourselves to still be able to eat what we enjoy, still have your Pepsi, but able to still lose the weight? And so that's what I really do is I re-educate women on what is really getting in your way, whether it's time, whether it's energy or whether it's effort, there's something that's in the way of just making that, that step forward. And, and a lot of it is this extremes way of thinking that we have to go all the way in, which yes, you can do that. You can lose the weight, but if it's not sustainable, like you said, cutting out sugar completely is not sustainable. Cutting out carbohydrates completely, not sustainable. And I going to the gym hundreds of hours a week is not sustainable. So anytime we find ourselves in those extremes, it's not going to be sustainable. We'll gain the weight back and back to where we started with a slower metabolism. Yep. Absolutely. And those are, I like that you say those are are not feasible because like for me, um, let's specifically weight loss industry. I can't go on the keto diet. I can't intermittent fast because both of those will make me violently ill um and I go hypoglycemic now I'm not a diabetic but I go hypoglycemic I actually have to have starchy carbs or starchy the protein from starchy carbs to feed my body like if I feel low and sick right like if my blood sugar feels low and sick and I haven't eaten in a five hours right mm-hmm. um the only thing like a chocolate covered granola bars or something that has, you know, really high carb content other than sugar, because I drink Pepsi. So you would think that would counteract it, but it doesn't. Um, I have to have the actual carb content, not the sugar, but the carb content, um, mm-hmm. which is different. Yeah. So, so- carb- carbs are a protein protector. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, su- we are supposed to have carbohydrates. And, um, you know, for these extremes ways of thinking, I I will tell you right now, anybody that's on keto cannot go the rest of their life on keto. It's just not sustainable. 
So when you think of yourself going on a diet, it just, your diet means like you're in these restrictions yeah. and forget the restrictions. I don't believe in diets. Yeah. I don't like diets. For, for me, I don't like diets. I've seen people who diet and it's traumatizing. They, you know, they end up hating themselves. They end up, you know, binge eating and making themselves sick and then hating themselves even more because they binge eat because they're denying themselves what they really want. And that's not a way to live. And so for me, dieting, I, I and how many excuses? So I want to segue for a second. So every person that's watching or catch the replay of this episode, how many excuses did you just hear me tell Danita along that why story? How many excuses did you hear? I don't even know, but how many excuses did you hear? Um, one of the things I wanted to mention that you had talked about is, um, when we have those extremes, it's not just extremes either. It's the overwhelm from the extremes, right? A lot of the time our excuses become the overwhelm. Um, so one of my examples, so I have six businesses, four kids, husband, numerous animals. Um, I think you saw my littlest one run in and out to eat a few minutes ago. Um, and so I could say that I'm overwhelmed, that I don't have time to change, that, you know, all the excuses, the time, the overwhelm of changing. Um, but at the same time, we're only making, and this is something I was, I've been talking about for the last few months, when we are trying to make a change in our life and all those excuses are coming up and all those, that overwhelm is coming up, remember that it's one second of your life to make the choice to do something different. You're not trying to make all of those changes all at once and see, I know that. So dieting for me or, or losing the weight for me is minute choices, right? And I love how you did kind of touch on that while you were explaining that is there's, you're not doing it all at once, right? It's not all in all the time. It's when you go to eat something, well, what should I eat? You know, what am I feeling like, you know, instead of having the full blown chips, why not make my own or why not eat? Oh, oh, I saw this guy the other day. Sorry, I'm going to totally segue because I was thinking about this. I saw a TikTok the other day or a Facebook reel um, and a guy had a mason jar, one of the little jam size mason jars. And he put like tzatziki sauce and hummus or like some sort of dip of his own creation at the bottom, cut up carrots, celery, cucumbers and peppers into like strips put them in the mason jar on top of the sauce and then took that for lunch snacks. I thought it was the neatest little snack idea ever. Quick and easy. Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I haven't eaten much today. So now I'm thinking about food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, I, I look at it like live life like a buffalo. Um, buffaloes, when a storm starts coming, they run towards the storm while all the other animals run away from the storm. And, and so that's what we want to do is want to face the storm. We want to face the excuses head on, whether if it's whatever's come up. And, and honestly, the best way to do it is first, just the awareness as you being a spiritual mindset coach, you can, you really, uh, first step is always just knowing what is in our brain, because if we don't know it's our subconscious and our subconscious is driving the bus. So we have, we're just being driven by our subconscious. And so that's the first step is just consciously aware of what is going on. And um, so that, what I do, that's why I journal, right? And I just write down, what are the excuses that are coming up for you? Time, energy, effort, uh, it's too hard. I have to go to extremes. Like it's, it's too difficult. Like whatever these things are that are coming up, allow yourself to look at them. Look at life like a Buffalo, look at them, face them, look at them head on. And then right next to it, go, okay, really, how do I solve this? And and I, I was able to solve mine just because I did that clear exercise and either mine could help you and you can take exactly what mine were, or you make your, you make your own and you find out, okay, this is what mine would be instead. So like, for example, if you can't do heat and there's, you cannot have that physical heat, then you said swimming obviously is a route. So you would always find your way out of like what you're in. So when we compartmentalize ourselves, label ourselves, create these labels and we stack ourselves, then we are, we are further and further away from our goals. But ultimately it really comes down to, you're not really wanting to lose the weight. You're not really wanting to be healthy, healthy for what? Healthy that when you're older, that you're still active, right? Healthy that you can still be able to run around with your, 
your grandchildren or be around to see your grandchildren. So I think sometimes when we go down that Y ladder and really find out what's the purpose of really being healthy, you know, it's really about this looking and feeling at a certain age as we're, as we're older. And so, so it actually is really simple. Um, I think the weight loss industry confuses it. Why? Because it's an $80 billion industry for a reason. The more that they can keep you confused, overwhelmed, and that it's this on in, all in, all out type of mentality, then yeah, we can, they can stay overwhelmed. They can still collect our money. But the difference is of our program, I'm not obviously trying to not sell anything here. This is more of an educational purpose here. Um, is to understand really what's going on. As we're over the age of 30, this is specifically for women that are busy and for spe specifically women that have excuses and specifically for women that are over the age of 30 that are starting to notice their metabolism starting to decrease. I ask women, why, what is going on within the body of why your metabolism is decreasing? And they 100% don't know. None of them know. They have no idea. They just think it's this like magical thing, metabolism of like why, are, why we're no longer burning as many calories as we used to. And I'm blown away. I'm like, these women are like, have no idea. They think it's estrogen. They think it's hormones. They have no idea. And really the answer, and I'm not going to put anyone on the spot today, but the answer is muscle. We're losing muscle three to 5% of our muscle every single decade after the age of 30. And that three to 5% is just based off our age. So then let me ask, okay, how much protein did you have in your meals today? How did you put protein in your snacks? And if the answer is no, and we're not getting at least the size of our fist or more of protein in every meal and every snack, we're protein deficient. So which means we're actually slowing down our metabolism more and more as we age, which means we gain more weight. So then if we're not using our muscles and are working out, is there a possibility we could lose more muscle, which means losing more of our metabolism? And the answer is yes. If we're not using our muscles, we've seen people in the hospital, it's called ap atrophy. They're literally losing their muscles because they're not using them. Same thing with us. If we're sedentary, we're not using those muscles, whether it's resistance or playing with our kids or swimming against water, whatever. Resistance is resistance, right? And so that's when we really start to lose that metabolism. And so I teach women, it doesn't have to be extremes. It's as simple as start putting protein in every one of your meals and snacks. That's it for nutrition. Start there. And then the next step is just make sure to start using your muscles. Why? Because you'll reverse your metabolism. You'll reverse this aging. So as we're going downhill, people have just accepted it. They're like, I'm just going downhill. <laughs> and I'm like, but, but why are some people going uphill? Oh, genetics. Oh, uh, uh, whatever. They have, no, they have no idea. But once you understand, you know what's going on and that you have full control to go uphill, I give the game back to you. All of a sudden, the power is in your hands. You're like, oh, it's muscle? Muscle's my metabolism? Oh shit, I'm gonna eat different. I'm gonna work out different. So now that now the roles reverse, now everything changes, excuses fly out the door. We go towards it as a buffalo. And I have women that I have women all the way from up to 75 years old in my program. And every single woman, I can prove it to you that if you if you have still have muscle on your body, if you're made up of bone, muscle, and hair and skin and everything else, like a natural human being, I can prove to you I can speed your metabolism. And I just did. All you have to do is just take, I, I, I'm not selling you nothing. Like you literally can just take what I gave you and you'll start to see that the weight will come off easy without extremes. Who said we have to go on a diet? Why should we go on a diet? Why not just start putting protein in every one of our meals? And stuff? I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Absolutely. I'm going to do that. We have meat, which protein, uh, you get a lot of protein from meat. We have meat for every meal, every dinner. We have meat. Um, I'll start putting it into every other meal, whether that be through nuts, through whatever, right? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I'm, I love that idea. I was like, ooh, build some muscle. My mother-in-law is almost 80. And that woman is so thin, so healthy, like active all the time. And like, knock on, she's the healthiest almost 80 year old I have met in years, in years, very active, very like a gardening every day, walking every day, um, like just insane health. And yeah, a lot of protein, a lot of, you know, she eats very well. She eats junk with us every so often, but for the most part, she eats really good. She puts a lot of protein into her diet and yeah. So I, I absolutely love that. I'm going to start, oh, even yogurts, but having protein yogurts, right? 
Yes. Uh, I mean, honestly, once you really understand that protein ha is, um, is in so many different varieties, whether it's a protein shake, a protein bar, it's yogurt, it can be uh, cottage cheese, it could be hummus, it could be lentils, it could be rice and beans, it can be nuts, it could be seeds. Nuts is more kind of leans more towards a fat, but seeds like pumpkin seeds, chia seeds, hemp hearts, things like this, allow you to really start to take control of your metabolism. And I'm going to give you an example. So everything that I eat, I'll just give you an example. Like first thing in the morning I have is oatmeal. And now when you imagine oatmeal, you're like, that's just a carbohydrate. Well, she eats it every day. We can, yeah. So I can shift the oatmeal to turn a little bit more protein. And here's how you do it. You can sprinkle a little bit of some protein powder in your oatmeal. You can add some nuts and seeds on top of your oatmeal. You could either then do half oatmeal, half quinoa. So there's so many different ways that you can actually choose to really start putting protein in it. A lot of people think protein shakes are just for after a workout or for those people in the gym or bodybuilders. No, I have a protein shake. I have it at least once or twice a day, just because as women, we need 0.7 to one gram per pound of our body weight. Do you know how much that is? A lot of women are like, Oh, I think I'm, I think I'm overeating protein. I'm like, huh, you're protein deficient. And they're like, no way. And I'm like, Oh, absolutely. I would say hundred percent of the women that I speak to are protein deficient and they have no idea. Yeah. And that's it. If you started just switching just that alone, forget the fucking Pepsi. I'm excuse my language. Sorry. Forget those things. Enjoy your life. Enjoy those things. But how about let's start really focusing on your metabolism. You'll fucking flip your life. Sorry. Why am I swearing? Because you're passionate. I am very passionate. Love it. So fast around that you're like, oh my gosh, how am I dropping weight? And people are going to ask you the same thing. They're like, how are you dropping weight? And it's because you're hacking your metabolism. Why? Because now, you know, I gave you one key on this, on this uh, podcast or live show today was that when you go towards something and you start to have more knowledge towards something, you can change anything you want. All I told you was that your metabolism is your muscle and that you're losing muscle anywhere from three to 10% based off of your age and your habits. And if you're not getting protein in and if you're not exercising, like actual lifting weights or resistance or putting something like against resistance, even if it's water, then you could be very much 10% every single decade losing that muscle mass. You have absolute control. People are like, oh, genetics. Dude, I have obesity that runs in my family. I saw my grandma and my mom overweight and I was like, I'm destined. I literally gave up at the age of 20. I was like, I'm destined. <laughs> I'm going downhill. Sorry, my genetics. And that's literally what I believe because why a lack of knowledge. And so going back to our title today of excuses, when we go towards something and we get the knowledge of something, our whole other world starts to open up. I'm the fittest I've ever been. And I'm almost 40 years old and I'm increasingly getting better as I'm getting older. And people are like, how are you getting more fit? And I'm like, dude, a little simple thing to understand is what your metabolism really is has nothing to do with your genetics, has nothing to do with your estrogen, has nothing to do with your hormones, your thyroid. People are so backwards. They have no idea. It's interesting. So that would be my overall really passionate topic today about the topic today is excuses. Whatever it is that's bigger than you, you go towards it and you learn everything you need to know. Whether it's a coach you learn from, whether it's articles you just look up for free on the internet, I don't care. I mean, you can fact check me all day long. I'll take it. I love questions. Give me all the facts because I need to learn too. And as we keep learning, you'll realize that's a skill set that you're growing and that's where success comes. I don't care if it's, if it's your business. I don't care if it's your health. I don't care if it's your relationship. You just build the skill set. Go towards it. Be that buffalo. Head towards your problem. I love I that. You, that thing comes so small and you become so much better than it. I, you know what? there's so many amazing nuggets in this episode. Like I I'm so grateful for your time on this episode. I'm just like, and the fact that, okay. So when somebody starts swearing on my show, including me, including me, you know, it's hella fucking passion. I love it. See, this is what the show is all about. Passion topics, like just, Oh, sharing that knowledge, right? Just, ah, I love that. That's, that's my, like my life encompassed is I get so angry, so passionate. It's, like, it's almost like I'm angry and I start cursing and I'm just like, if only you knew your life would be different. Right. 
And that's one of my favorite things is if only you knew your life would be different. And that's one of the main aspects of the show. So protein, move in like a buffalo. I love that. And it makes so much sense. All these animals are wasting their time and energy running away from a storm that's going to get them anyway. Excuse me, going to get them anyway. When the buffalo run towards it, run through it, it's done faster. It's like, okay, got wet for an hour. We're good. I'm going to dry off now. Yeah. And then the animals that are running away from it, right? Because of what? It's obviously an excuse. Oh, it's effort. Oh, because it's time, because I don't have energy. And what they find is that it actually is going to be following them the rest of their life. This weight will be affecting you, your joints, your pain, your energy levels, your sex with your husband. Like, I mean, you have no idea the storm as an animal that you're going to be carrying the rest of your life and it's going to affect you and you're going to think about it and it's going to waste your time and energy in your brain. But if you're a Buffalo and you're like, F this, I'm going to go towards it. And I'm going to start running at weight loss or whatever it is, your business or relationship. I'm going to be running at it full head on. And really, what does that mean? It's just learn, 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 grow, 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 learn skills, learn skills, go find out what's going on. And, And that's what's happening. So, so going back to weight loss, we're losing in the industry. When we follow any program, anything that's out there, that's teaching us the opposite of this in weight loss, what are we losing when we lose weight, water, fat, muscle, Hold on, muscle? You're telling me that when I just look at one number on the scale and when people are coming back saying, oh, I've lost 20 pounds, I'm so excited. I'm not excited for them. Guess what I tell them? I'm like, do you know, do you know how much of that was muscle? And if they don't know, that scares me to death. Why? Because their metabolism just slowed down. That's why people gain weight really quickly after they lost it. That's why the NBC, the, the most famous television show on weight loss called The Biggest Loser, do you remember that show? Is canceled. It's canceled by whom? The contestants. The contestants called in and said, it's been a year, I've gained back the weight, and if not more. My metabolism has slowed down so dramatically. It's proving time and time again that if people go towards the problem, which I have, I've done my research. I've been in this industry for two to three decades. I know what's up. I know that weight loss, diet suppressants, fat burning pills, uh, any diet that you're on is going to slow your metabolism. So the only key that you need off this podcast to really reverse it is get protein in every meal and every snack, every meal and every snack moving forward. You're going to automatically speed your metabolism through your diet. And After what did that, you say the ratio was like per pound? You need 0.7 to one gram per pound of your body weight. So if you just do one gram per pound. Yeah. And you're 200 pounds. That means you need 200 grams of protein a day. Do you know how much protein that is? It's a lot of effing protein. <laughs> so now if I just had protein shakes that just filled that 200 grams all day if you had protein shakes all day your body is going to eventually say whoa 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 uh can you give me some other nutrients right so at least that's what my body has said um i tried to see how much protein i could have in the day and my body was like can i have real food so listen to your body for me if i have a sprinkle on my oatmeal in the morning and then I have a protein shake, and then I have maybe a protein shake after my workout, that's enough protein shake for me. The rest of my food is either going to be chicken, fish, uh, lentils and uh, rice and beans, seeds, things like this. Rice and beans, there's protein and rice, or is it the beans? So it's rice and beans is actually what makes a complete protein. So when you're plant-based, you'll find that there is a lot of sources of protein that's not animal product but you have to make sure it's a complete protein. So if you have just beans, there's protein in there, but it doesn't have all the nine amino acids. So if you do rice and beans, it is a complete protein. Yeah. So obviously there is not all proteins are created equal, right? So you have to be really fatty kinds of protein. So if you go to your fast local fast food joint and you say, uh, Danita on the uh, podcast today told me that I needed to get double patties on my uh, cheeseburger today. Okay, well, what's going to happen is you're getting a load of fat, saturated fat within your ground beef. So know that you're going to be loading up with your fat on that. So yes, you're getting your protein in, 
but you're also going nuts on your fat. So try to stick towards a lean protein. So it could be more of a turkey burger, or if you do get ground beef, look for the ones that are the lower fat. Um, just do your best. Do your best. Again, it's not extreme. Do lean ground beef, right? Look for um, lean ground beef. Yeah. yeah. Obviously chicken and turkey and eggs and, and all these things, uh, fish, all these things are really lean. And so as you lean towards these directions, so I'll actually, I'll, um, for those that are listening, and if you want my 100% diet plan here, I'll tell you exactly what it is. Um, so you could do um, oatmeal in the morning. I do a half a cup of oatmeal with a half a cup of quinoa. It's cooked quinoa. And then I do nuts and seeds. I just have whatever I have in my cupboard, pumpkin seeds, usually like those green pumpkin seeds. I chia, love pumpkin seeds. I do too. Chia seeds. You could do hemp hearts, whatever. As women getting older, we need these seeds. It's extremely important for our hormones. So flax seed, hemp seed, chia seeds. Those are really great to add into your oatmeal. It doesn't have to be all four of those. Um, you could just have whatever you have in your cupboard. And then um, I put berries and blueberries, like raspberries or blueberries, cinnamon. And then I sprinkle it with a little bit of the, uh, we have a booty bands and barbells protein powder. It is the best tasting protein powder or your money back. Swear to everything. <laughs> I love it. It's creamy. It doesn't have that gritty chalky taste. Um, it is all essential nine amino acids. It's plant-based. I never get sick of it. And um, all the women that try it uh, absolutely refuse to have any other protein. One something um, to also know about protein powders, they're not all created equal. Um, a lot of the top fitness uh, I'll go back to food, sorry. But a lot of the top uh, protein powders, they're actually skipping corners of actual what type of uh, amino acids are in there. So we didn't, it took me a year to make my protein. And I added what's called leucine. It's the number one ingredient to build back your lean muscle. Why do we want to build back lean muscle? So that we can speed our metabolism. And I cannot believe that a lot of these protein companies are missing leucine in their in their ingredient. I'm shocked. Like literally the biggest ones that are the most popular don't have it in there. So that's, what's great about booty bands and barbells protein is we made sure it's got everything in it so that you're getting all everything you need in order to speed back that metabolism. So I sprinkle probably about a half a scoop somewhere around that onto my oatmeal. And this is all I do. Add hot water to it and you're done. You don't have to cook nothing, no dirty dishes, all of you busy women out there. Boom. And here's the thing, do not skip breakfast. Why? If you're not hungry, that's just your metabolism saying it's slowed down. You want to be hungry. You want to be eating every couple hours. If your body's ravenously hungry, say, yes, my metabolism's set up. That's the sign. Um, my next snack that I do in the day is a protein shake. Something quick, because I'm at work, I just need something. So I go, to, I go get a protein shake, it's usually just a scoop. You could do water, you could do milk, you could do whatever type of milk you want. You, you can make it fun, you can make it simple, whatever. Um, my next, uh, for lunch, usually what I'll do is it would either be like, like some sort of protein in either a burrito, a bowl, or a salad, whatever. If I'm out on the go, maybe I made something, it could be like usually like a bowl that I put like my favorite dressing on top, but I always make sure there's protein in there, okay? Um, my next snack would be, it could be like a probably yogurt with nuts and seeds on top. I usually like that little yogurt melody mix. Um, or I would do like veggies and hummus. So if I just need something quick and on the go that I don't have time to cook anything, it could just be carrots and hummus. Um, it could be trail mix. All you busy moms out there that are running around with your head cut off, grab that trail mix, get that pumpkin seeds in there. Those are a great source of protein. Um, and then for, and then let's say I do a workout. Then I'll have a, a protein shake after my workout. And then, um, and then I'll have dinner. Dinner, usually you want to try to taper off your carbohydrates more towards the evening. Why? Because you're about ready to go to bed. Carbs is loaded with energy. So you don't want a bunch of energy when you're sleeping. <laughs> so what I do is I start to taper it off and I only go towards my fibrous carbs. So fibrous carbs would be your vegetables or things that are like really high in fiber. Or I just go, I just have things like a, a protein salad, like a fish salad is, is great. Um, and then if you're still hungry at night and you're just like tossing and turning and you're just like, I can't sleep and I want to eat something, I go for a protein shake or I go for popcorn, something that's got high fiber or something that's high uh, protein. And you, you'll find when you wake up the next morning, your waist will be smaller. Now mark my words. You can mark my words right now. I promise you that if you follow this routine and you put protein in every one of your meals and every one of your snacks, you will speed your metabolism. Your waist will go down. Your body will start to sculpt and tone period. Just diet alone. Not even if you started exercising, just diet alone. Hmm. 
I'm going to have to try that. And I want to hear about it. I will let you know. <laughs> I absolutely will. See, now you can see, right? Like, I mean, I do have the flabby. I'm getting older. I got a little bit of the flab going on there. I have, I'm going to show everybody because I'm just going to stand up and I'll show everybody. I never stand up. See, you got the, the I call it my hamburger waist because it's like a hamburger, right? Mm -hmm. I don't look that big, but I am. And then I've got itty bitty little chicken legs. Mm -hmm. right like just nice little chicken legs mm -hmm. and they're muscular so we do have muscle in my legs good got muscle in my arms but then there's you know my family genetics okay and I'm not saying that's not an excuse but genetically my family tends to gain weight or or hold their weight in the torso so in the actual body not the arms not the legs not the it's usually right here and down that hole. So yeah. So yes, you've seen what I look like today, full body. Yep. So what I want you to do then is I want you to take a measurement around your waist, just around your belly button. And you don't have to do anything else. But the thing is, is you do not want to weigh yourself. Why? Because when we weigh ourselves, we could be losing that weight in either water, fat, or muscle. And the last thing I want you to lose is muscle because that's where you're losing your metabolism. So if you take a measurement around your waist, you can even do one around your booty. You can do one around your legs, whatever you want. But the waist is the biggest one I want to go after. And you would just put how many inches it is. And then by doing this diet program, I don't even call it a diet program. I call it honestly food freedom. Okay. It's not a diet. It's just basically a hacking your metabolism program. Let's call it that. Um, and then once we do that for, give it a couple weeks and then just go back and measure your waistline and then just let me know what it is. Let me know what it is. And regardless, because genetics, the thing is about genetics is your cells are always evolving. I also have obesity that runs in my family. I used to have a, a 30 inch waist. I'm sorry, it's 32. If I remember correct back in my twenties. And I remember I kept thinking, I was like, I guess I get, I'm just getting older. I guess this 32 is just going to increase. And what did that do? That created the excuse that I believed. And when you believe something, it comes true. So if you're going to say, I'm going to be fat forever, then I'm going to tell you you're right. You will be fat forever. Because if you're telling yourself that you will find all the little things to actually create that belief system. But if you tell yourself, I'm going to lose this weight. I'm going to lose this weight. I don't know how I'm going to lose this weight, but I'm going to lose this weight. Then I'm going to go, you're freaking right. You're going to lose that weight. I so have two people comes down I'm to going to tell this to. And I'm going to get them to do the same thing. There are two people that are very close to me that will probably want to do this with me. So I'm going to start and we're going to see how that works. And I'm going to let you know. I'll let you all know. Now, give me a couple weeks. Give me like a week to start because I had to go buy all this stuff because I don't have it right now. Right. Yeah, that's okay. Take your, yeah, take your time, but take that measurement first. Yeah. And then give yourself, give yourself two weeks just yeah. on it. Now, can I add these two other things? So say I'm making uh, a big meal for my family, right? I can eat all the other stuff as long as I add the protein aspects in. Yeah. So all of these, all of these recipes I gave, just, just try to get in three meals and two snacks. Why? If we start skipping meals and we go too low of calories for the day, our body actually holds onto our fat because it's like, I don't know when I'm getting my next meal. So we do want to make sure that we're eating. So whether, yeah, you, you make a, a big old meal for your family, just as long as mom is making sure that she's putting that protein. Now, I'm going to be honest, your husband needs this and your kids need it too. No, I so yeah, you can make it like mom's like little secret corner. But in reality, your whole family needs to be putting protein in every meal and snack too. This isn't just for mom. Yeah, what I would do for specifically for moms is I would start to really lean towards vegetables more than let's say, let's say the family's all having lasagna for the night. Cool. Let's say the, the kids pile on this glob of lasagna. Great. Mom's going to have half the lasagna and she's going to have a salad on the side. That's what mom should be doing. Especially if you're over the age of 30, you can still have your lasagna. You can still have your Pepsi. Okay. But the lasagna, I would say is probably going to only be like a, like a very small percentage of protein. So I probably have uh, your salad with some seeds and nuts on it. Maybe you can even put um, uh, maybe a little bit more meat on your, on your salad. Okay. There you go. Mom's speeding her metabolism with that meal and still being able to have her lasagna and her Pepsi. Mm -hmm. Perfect. 
That sounds awesome. And it's easy to work in. And I'm going to do that to my kids too, because my daughter is starting to get my waistline and butt. So she needs, she needs a little bit of help too. So does dad. So I'm going to do that to my husband as well. Um, I think we're all going to do that. So thank you very much. I know that we're at the three o'clock moment and you probably have to go. So Thank you so much for joining me today. All these little tidbits and talking about busting through excuses and heading like a buffalo, head towards it. I love it. <laughs> I'm going to use that one myself. That's all we need to know, just more knowledge and, and we'll, we will notice it's, 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 we won't be in the storm of it anymore. That's really ultimately get that storm past us. Let it move. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining me today. Of course. Have a great rest of your day, and I'm excited to see your check-ins in two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. All right, just family, this has been your episode today. Phoenix Identity is sponsor. Link in the description. If you'd like to reach out to myself or Danita, absolutely click the links in the description of this episode. Reach out at any time. We are always available. Well, within reason, we're available. So go and check us out. Um, any questions, comments, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, or if you want to see a topic featured on the show, please reach out to justalivetv.com. You can find us at Just Alive TV across multiple uh, platforms. Go and check us out, like, follow, and share. Get the knowledge out there. Get involved. Let's start talking. Um, and Danita, thank you so much again. Bye, everyone. Right. Love you all. Talk to you later. Bye.